Hi, I'm Molly. And I'm Jamie, and this is our From the Pasture with Hired Hand podcast. As the owners of Hired Hand website software, we've been developing websites and creating internet marketing strategies for livestock breeders for the past 10 years. The majority of our customers are involved in the breeding of registered animals, such as Texas longhorns, Highland cattle, horses, and white-tailed deer, where the pedigrees are very important. The From the Pasture with Hired Hand podcast examines many of the differences in raising pedigreed livestock for maximum profit. Join us and learn what we're covering today. Today I'm with Ty and Lindsay Husky of Savannah Bell Farm. Thank you both for joining us. Thank you for having us. Yes. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Um, so I'm Lindsay Husky and I'm with my husband, Ty. Um, and we moved to Westville, Oklahoma um, about a year and a half ago. So that's the northeast part of the state. Um, and we just have a small farm where we've got the two girls and lots of animals. So tell us a little bit about how you came up with your ranch name. So Savannah Bells is the middle names of both of our girls. So our oldest daughter, um, her name is Kaylee Savannah. And our youngest daughter, her name is Kinley Bell. And so we just thought Savannah Bell, I mean, it was perfect. It has their middle names and it kind of has a Southern charm. And it's just something that I've always wanted to utilize. Nice. So obviously it's a family affair then. Um, why don't you tell me a little bit more about maybe the roles that each of you play or maybe the favorite things each of you have about the Longhorn? So the older daughter, uh, Kaylee Savannah, she doesn't have as much to do with the, with the farm aspect. Uh, she's really big into cheer and softball and things like that. So it's primarily the younger daughter, Kinley Bell, myself and my wife, Lindsay, um, each of us, Lindsay kind of handles the, the, the social media side of everything, the the marketing and the finance side of everything. And then uh, Kinley, she kind of runs. I let her try to run everything as much as she can. Uh, she generally takes care of the feeding, uh, all the grooming of the animals, um, things like that. And then I'm just kind of there to, to help support her. Uh, I showed cattle all through high school and it was something that I wanted her to do. And uh, so far, she's been uh, really accepting of it and has so far been pretty successful in her short show career. What would she say if she was joining us? What would she say that her favorite part is, do you think? Uh, I would say probably just being around the animals. Uh, she is a very animal-oriented person. She loves uh, we've got a couple of dogs, we've got a cat, and she's just a just an all-around animal person. Um, so she I would I would have to say it would be just being in the presence of the animals. And what about you and Lindsay? What are each of your favorite parts? Um, so I would say I kind of like the pasture ornament part of it, right? So we have this big window in our kitchen and I love being able to look out the window and see all the longhorns out there grazing in the pasture. And it's a really beautiful day here in Oklahoma today. It's like 66 degrees. And so we turned all of them out of their pens and they're out running around and playing around the pond. So that's probably my favorite part. 
I would say for me, uh, I for me showing through high school, my favorite part is just being able to watch Kinley kind of follow in the footsteps, I guess. Um, she's had a lot more success winning than uh, than what I did. She's managed to win herself some buckles. And uh, so really just being able to watch her be successful and uh, and learn and grow with it is is a big part for me. So did she have any uh, role in coming up with your brand or was that uh, just you and Lindsay? So I'm going to give all the credit to Ty on the brand. Um, I am very financial numbers driven and have zero creativity. So Ty's the creative one in this house. And so he came up with, with the brand. Um, yeah, just kind of, uh, I mean, Kinley's part obviously was, was her name, but uh we really, I mean, we ran the ideas, the different ideas that we had kind of come up with across her and, and Kaylee, but uh, primarily, I guess it was, it was my, my thinking cap that, that got most of it done. So for our listeners who are maybe driving or can't go to your website to look up a photo, um, can you explain what your brand looks like to us? So our brand is basically a circle with an H in the middle of the circle. And then the H is comprised of a set of longhorns that run through the circle and that complete the H. Uh, and then Savannah Bell Farms is in the top of the circle and farm or Savannah Bell is in the top of, top of the circle and farms is in the bottom of the circle. So we've talked a little bit about all of your favorite things about Longhorns. Let's dig into why you decided that Longhorns were the right fit for your ranch. That one is a tough one. The um, so initially we had a uh, we were asked to rehome a uh, a Longhorn. Uh, he was about twenty two or twenty three years old, and uh, so we had him in the front front pasture uh, and. I had always wanted the girls uh, to be a part of showing FFA 4-H and um, the way that market steers and just your traditional steers nowadays are. It was so political and, and just such a money oriented game. I wanted something that wasn't quite as quite in that depth. And uh, so this was some uh, just did some research and found a way to combine the longhorns and showing together and each step has kind of led to where we are today. So tell, tell me a little bit more about how, what tools you used to do the research that you did and maybe um, how you came to have some of the first few. Um, did you go on ranch visits? Did you meet some helpful people? Walk me through that story. So when we decided to dip our feet into the Longhorns, I actually grew up uh, next to a Longhorn farm in North Central Arkansas, so I actually reached out to the farmhand, uh, who's been a kind of a lifelong friend of mine, uh, and just visited with him about it, asking questions, and then come to find out that farm was the owner of Measles Super Ranger, which is probably one of the most prominent bulls in the Longhorn industry. And growing up, I never knew that. Uh, so I thought it was just really ironic that I grew up, knew who that bull was, was around that bull all the time, and um, didn't know the impact that he had on the Longhorn industry in any form or fashion. 
but uh, reached out to him just to kind of get the gist of Longhorns and uh, then got on Facebook and just started doing some research, some reading and uh, found a, a Longhorn for sale in Decatur, Texas. Uh, Danielle Mershon was the person who owned that cow and I reached out to her and just a, was a really pretty cow, solid red, had a great horn set, uh, almost 80 inches. And, um, she was bred to a, a nice, uh, bull Palon BCB. And, uh, that was really, that was the kind of the, where it started, um, brought her home. We, the, the 23 year old yard ornament that we had, uh, ended up, we had to put him down. Uh, he finally was was at the end of his end of his life, and uh, so we wanted to stay with it. But we knew then that we kind of wanted to be into the breeding and raising them, and um, so that was that was kind of how we got to where we are today. So, when you were doing your research, do you feel like it was intentional that you found an animal you liked through Danielle, who also has um, who's also involved in showing her cattle, or do you think that was pure, pure fate that you two came across each other? Uh, I think mostly it was just by, just by sheer coincidence. Um, I didn't really realize that she was into the showing. Uh, I just saw that she was a longhorn owner and that she raised and sold longhorns. Um, I joined a couple of Facebook groups, um, and she had a cow up for sale on that group. And I just reached out to her and still to this day, her and I are in contact probably on a weekly basis, just visiting. And uh, now she was a great person to be able to bounce ideas off of the showing. Um, then we finally got to meet face to face at a show and she's really helped us with that. And um, so I guess there was a little bit of intention to seek out somebody with showing. But uh, I think for the most part, it was just a coincidence. So it all started with that one um, or two, I guess, the the older, the, the senior citizen animal and the show animal. <laughs> um, what does your herd look like today? So today we have 11. Um, we've got four, uh, four cows and we actually just went into a partnership on a bull, M2 Rifleman. Um, so we have him here with us right now. And then we have uh, one, two, three, six, uh, six calves. Uh, three of them are show calves. Uh, two of them were born here on the farm. And um, we're they're They are up for sale, but we have kind of been back and forth on, you know, keeping them for production. But uh, obviously, at some point, you can't keep everything. Um but so, yeah, we're, we're up to 11 in right out of year. So. You know what that means, Lindsay, that means next year you'll be at like 25. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking. I think uh, I, he didn't talk much about ballerina. I don't think, but ballerina is a bottle calf that we bought and she's probably our favorite. When we first got her, she was like a pet. I mean, she come up on the front porch and she'll still eat out of your hand and, it's funny because we have one that's going to turn one on, um, she was born April or Easter of last year. So she's almost one. And, um, ballerina was our bottle calf. Who's about, I don't know what, a couple of weeks different in age. Um, and just to see the size difference is crazy. <clears throat> I bet. 
So what does your next year look like? Walk us through maybe some of your breeding plans, your show plans, um, if you plan to maybe purchase or sell. Um, what does that look like? So hopefully this year, going into the next year, will be where things really start moving for us. Um, we hope to uh, obviously build a little bit of a name to sell uh to sell nice uh quality animals um we want to continue the showing uh with kinley only being 11 uh she still has a few years of showing left so we want to really get her integrated in with that and then um really trying to either buy or lease some more pasture land um it's tough to come by where we are it's very expensive to buy and if it's for lease uh it's hard to get a hold of it so that would be that's kind of the the plans we've got a couple of strategic uh moves that we're going to do in terms of breeding uh with a couple of specific bulls and ai but um so the next year is is really going to be kind of the the tail if we are able to to push through and be successful or going to take a little bit longer to be successful and how to just piggyback off of that a little bit, you know, I mean, this is, let's see, our, we, our first show calf, we did got, I guess, last summer. So Kinley's first show was last summer in July. So we're coming up on a year of being in this. And so I think this year, our main focus too, is just like Ty said, getting our name out there, establishing our brand. Um, we, you know, kind of allocated more more funds to the marketing aspect this year, you know, building the website um, and being more active and engaged on social media through Facebook and then just the, uh, you know, Longhorn groups, um, just posting and, you know, responding to posts and commenting on others and, you know. What about the next five years? Let's start, since we left off, let's start with marketing. How do you feel like your your reach and your marketing will change five years from now? Um, well, I kind of feel like that's a loaded question. I think it just really depends on how this year goes. Um, you know, we're, like I said, we're really excited about our partnership and um, the partners that we have. Um, are really good in marketing. That's what they also do for their careers. So we're learning a lot from them. Um, we're really hoping that the website's going to grow and I think it'll get more traction as we continue to add to our herd. So um, I think next five years is just going to be continuing to get our name out there, continue to be involved in more shows, having Kinley involved in more shows and the older she gets, just being more active um, with the with the farm and everything that um, is involved with it. Um, and, you know, hopefully, you know, like you said, next year, if we have 25 cows, we've got, we've got more land to put them on. So. And what about from the breeding strategy side of things or the, the show goals? Is there any difference there in the five-year plan? Uh, being successful in the showing we've, uh, in this year, we've learned a lot about what we kind of want to do in terms of showing. Um, and I think one of the, one of the things that we've found that we want to focus a little bit more on than just the showing aspect uh, was the maturity piece of it. Um, we really like 
the futurity side of it. Um, and we can it we can do that in conjunction with Kinley's schedule because she's into cheer and and gymnastics and all that stuff. Um, so we can, you know, she doesn't necessarily have to be there if we go to a, if I take the calves to a futurity, but um it's just kind of being able to spread the wings a little bit and and do multiple pieces of the industry. That makes sense. And as she grows and her interest changes well, you might find yourself having a social media assistant or someone to tag along with you to all those futurities as well. <laughs> I'm hoping that uh, at, the, at the end of the day, the, the only goal that I had in this whole thing was just to build something that I could leave to the girls. And hopefully it was a success and uh, it was something that, they would be able to have and uh, that I was able to build and give to them. That was the end all be all goal that I had. So. That's awesome. All right. So this next question I love asking when I have a husband and wife on, because they're usually two different stories and one of them is usually about the other. So I don't know who wants to go first, but my question is um, tell me your funniest Longhorn related story to date. Well, the uh, her and I were kind of kicking this around uh, about not this question, but we were kind of talking in the same scenario. Uh, probably the funniest thing so far happened just a week or so ago when we were at Childress, Texas uh, for an ITLA show. And we've got one of the heifer calves that we have is uh, she's a real pretty cow, pretty calf, um, but she's just she's skittish. She uh, she's real jerky. If if you move too quick, you know, she she will flinch. And uh, so Lindsay was holding her halter while she was getting a drink. And I'm, I had my back turned and I don't know if somebody walked by or if Lindsay made a move or whatever, but. Uh, she, the calf jerked and took off and I have been super, super firm with, with Kinley on, with halter breaking is whatever you do, don't let go. And, uh, I told Lindsay, I've kind of just instilled that in them. If they start jerking away, you know, don't let go. And, uh, Lindsay did not let go and the, the heifer ended up dragging her about halfway down an aisle and, uh, kind of knocked the wind out of her. And, uh, I was telling her, I was like, as much as I say, don't let go, there is a, it does come <laughs> to a point where you do have to let go. And uh, so that was kind of a, a funny, a funny deal. Yeah. I, I let go a little bit too late. Um, <laughs> and you know, when you're almost 40 getting up off the ground feels a little bit different when, than when you're young, you know? Right. So I woke up with bruised ribs and bruised knees and felt like I had been hit by a truck the next day, but I, but I didn't let go. So, um, I the, the funny piece about that was the next day, uh, I had a hold of her, the calf and I was switching out her show halter to put her nylon halter back on. And the chain chain that goes under the chin had kind of come down on her nose a little bit. And, I was real slowly reaching up, trying to slide that chain back down and she figured it out and she took a step back. Well, when she did, I only had my middle finger of my right hand in one of the hooks on her halter and she took off. She bolted. 
And uh, I thought, you know what? There is absolutely zero chance that I'm letting go of this cow and uh, have to live, live, live down about letting go. And uh, so she drug me around and I finally was able to spin around and get to my feet. And, uh, and she stopped and, but I, but I did not let go. I held on <laughs> for the long term <laughs> and had the bruises to show for it. She's so. yeah. She stepped on my inner, inner legs and my inner thighs and oh, stepped wow. all over me. I have I still have zero feeling in my middle finger on my right hand. I may have uh, done some nerve damage in it, <laughs> but I wouldn't, I was not going to let go to have to live that down. So. I feel like maybe she deserves a new nickname or something between you two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's probably yep. good advice. Might not be able to say that on the podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Lindsay? Do you have any other stories or what or do you share? Is that the same one? <laughs> I think, I think that's the same one. It was pretty good. Um, I was so embarrassed too. Right. Cause I mean, I went from standing position to flat on my face. Um, in a matter of seconds and then couldn't even get up because I didn't have any breath left. So um, it, was, that was, it was pretty good. Love what you're hearing? Be sure to check out our pickup truck confessions. It's a video series where we hop in the truck or a rental car and interview a variety of breeders about what drives their passion for their livestock, how they got started in the breed of their choice, marketing tips, and more. And now back to the podcast. Well, let's switch gears and let's talk a little bit about specific animals. Um, so again, I'm sure you'll have two separate answers, but who is the favorite in your own pasture? Well, for me, it's definitely going to be ballerina. So we were in, ballerina's the bottle calf that we purchased. And I think we got her from Danielle. Yeah, we um, got her from Danielle Mershon also. As well. Yeah. And we had gone down to Texas. What was that for? It was the Hudson Valentine Longhorn sale last year in September. So I have a, a Jeep Grand Cherokee. And so we had gone down, no truck, no trailer, no nothing. And Honestly, so I would not be able yes, to buy anything. Yes. I'm like, yes, we can go. We can go watch and be spectators. We are not making any purchases. Well, lo and behold, we come back with this bottle calf that rode seven hours in the back of my Jeep. We had to go to Walmart and buy a tarp <laughs> to lay down. And I was not the one that bought her. Lindsay was actually the one that bought her. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> Um, so ballerina is probably my favorite. Cause I mean, she's like a dog, literally. I mean, she'll just eat out of your hand. She'll follow you around. Um, she's the most gentle. I mean, she's more gentle than our cat. So, so baller ballerina is my favorite. What about you, Ty? So that's kind of a, a trick question because for me, uh, I guess to have a, to have a favorite in the past year, I look at two different things. One is, Favorite in terms of production, in terms of what's this cow going to be able to do for us. And then my next one is favorite in terms of just fun to be around and petting and touching and playing with out in the field. Um, but ballerina would have to be would have to be that one. Um, the other the cow for production for me, we actually just bought this cow and uh, she's not even we haven't even brought her home yet. She's still in Texas, um, but she's in the pasture being bred to Hubble's 20 gauge right now. And um, so from a production standpoint, she is probably going to be our number one production cow um, with, you know, we'll probably have the most expectations out of her. And um, but just all around, um, 
Uh, you know, ballerina may be the same one for me. She's kind of, she's just fun to be around when you go to feed. She likes to, she's getting to that size now to where she's trying to headbutt you and kind of push, get you over to the trough to dump the feed out. And, and, uh, but she's just, she's a lot of fun to be around. What if you had to list your all time longhorn cow when you each only get one answer? So whether it's in your pasture, alive, deceased, um, if you had to name one all time favorite cow, who would it be? I don't know that Lindsay is familiar enough with the uh, cows and bulls throughout the industry is what I am. Um, yeah, well, and hers, it still might be a ballerina, right? Lindsay? Yeah, I think it would have to be. Yeah, it would have to be for me. I didn't grow up on a farm like this. Um, I, I grew up in Fayetteville, Arkansas, which is not, I mean, it's not a Dallas by any means, but definitely not country. <laughs> so, so this is all new for me. I'm still learning, but yeah, ballerina would definitely be my, be my favorite. I think for me, it would have to be uh measles super ranger just because of the ironic uh, that I grew up with that bull and was around him all the time, but did not know anything about him in terms of the impact that he had on the longhorn industry. Uh, I was talking to Russell Hooks uh, at the children's show, and uh, he was telling me that he thought, uh, even still today, he that that bull has the most registered offspring uh, than any other bull in the industry, even as old as he. I mean, he's not alive anymore, but uh, as you know, he just had such a huge impact. If you go, you start tracing progeny back almost everything will have him in it at some point in time. And um, I just thought it was so cool that I grew up with that bull and here, you know, 30 years later, uh, tinkering around in the longhorn industry and come to find out that I had no idea how popular that bull was or the status that he had. So I'd say, I'd say it had to be, be him. What specifically do you like about him? Uh, I guess it's just the notary, the how popular he was. I mean, he just you you take that bull back then, compare him to bulls today, the leading bulls in the industry today. He aside from the horns, uh, I mean, that's still the full package bull. Um, you know, back then they didn't have the the tip to tip like we do today in the industry. But when you just look at him and put him up against the the biggest bulls in the industry today, he still stands right there with them. Um, size, um, his body, uh, he just he's just an all around awesome bull. What about the your overall favorite Longhorn herd or Longhorn breeder? Uh, I don't know that. I probably wouldn't be able to answer that. You know, we haven't been doing this for very long. We're still kind of getting our getting our feet wet and learning the ropes and learning who's involved with what. Um, just on an instant thought, because we just purchased uh, M2 Rifleman from Rocky Mountain Longhorns in Colorado. Um, you know, uh, those guys have been a huge help to us in asking questions. And when it comes to when you're really getting into the weeds with DNA and 
parenting with, you know, the, I uh, can't think of how to say it, the parentage, uh, keeping up with the parentage and stuff like that. Um, you know, they've been such a huge help to us. Um, but I don't know, I guess, I don't know how big of a breeder they are. Um, I know that they're, they're very well known. Um, but I'm just, you know, I don't, I don't think that they stand out like, uh, you know, the Dickinson Ranch or your, your big name breeders. Um, they just, they produce great quality animals and they're kind of behind the scenes. So, uh, I really, really enjoy working with those folks. Is there anyone specifically in the show industry that maybe has helped Kinsley get started or, you know, given you guys advice that way that you want to kind of recognize? Well, there's a couple of people uh, and I hate I hate questions like this because they're I, I don't I hate to name names because inevitably you leave somebody out. Um, but the, you know, Danielle Mershon has just been a huge help to to me um she's been somebody that i've pinged at 11 o'clock at night asking stupid questions and she's always responded and you know always has been happy to help and then you know she was the one that we really bought our the very first one from um and so i kind of gotta kind of gotta give hats off to her because she was the very first person that we spoke to um and then here you know a year a little over a year later uh, she's still right there, but right there with us asking me questions now and, you know, bouncing ideas off of me and bouncing ideas off of her. And so I've got to really give her a, a shout out to, for being what she's been to us. So. Is there anyone else that you want to recognize for, you know, helping with your breeding program? Um, I don't know so much as the breeding program, but just like the networking and the people that we've met along the way. Um, I feel like we've gained some lifelong friendships, you know, Russ and Anita Thompson. Um, that's who we're in partnership with on Rifleman, and they've been tremendous. Um, and their daughter, Alyssa, who is so knowledgeable about the longhorn industry and she at 15, she's just super impressive, but she's been a great influence on our, our daughter um, and then, you know, Justin and Rhonda Sabio have been fantastic as well. Um, we've utilized them on some things. Um, you know, Rhonda and I kind of text back and forth sometimes and send pictures back and forth of, you know, her, her kids and, and Kinley at the meets or the, I say meets cause she does gymnastics and cheer, but at the shows. And so it's just, it's been good because, you know, now we've got, Hey, we're coming up to this Tulsa show and, you know, we don't want to get in a hotel. Can we stay with you guys? And, you know, when Ty goes down there, it's like, Hey, can I stay on your couch? So, you know, we've just made friendships along the way. And I think those relationships are super important. That's really what it's all, when it comes down to it, that's really what it's all about for sure. Yes. Well, before we switch gears and talk a little bit about more about your website and internet marketing. Is there anything else specifically that you'd like to share about your, your herd, your, your show circuit, your breeding program? No, just keep an eye out for us, you know, more things to come as we continue to grow. All right. So some more questions. I would imagine you'll have different answers again. Um, so I don't know. I feel like it's Ty's turn to go first, maybe. Um, what's the average amount of time you spend looking at Longhorn websites in a week? 
Oh man, that one is, uh, so I work from home and I work in the IT industry. So I'm always sitting at a computer and, uh, find myself constantly looking at across Facebook at people's pages and websites and looking at progeny and, and all that. And, uh, I don't want my boss to hear this, but man, I spend a lot of time <laughs> looking on uh, just researching Longhorns and reading and stuff like that. Um, geez, what I do you? Sorry. I, I was just going to say, I don't know. I, I'd i hate to try to put a number on it because uh, then I really wouldn't want my boss to hear. <laughs> well, considering it sounds like you look at a fair number of sites a week or a fair number of social media posts a week, um, what would you say is something that pulls you in that makes you want to take a closer look at, at the animal or at the breeding program? Uh Man, I don't know how to answer that one. The, um, you know, if I'm looking at uh, a lot of it, I guess a lot of it to me is looking through uh, what is coming up in sales at the different auctions uh, throughout and just clicking on that. If I see an animal that catches my eye, clicking on the animal and digging back through its history to find out who its parents were and um, you know, just that all that stuff just interests me big time. The uh, if I see an animal that has just that curb appeal, um, you know, I like to dig in and see who uh, who they're from and you know, look at the genetics that we have with our animals and do we have any of those genetics and how can we, you know, bring those genetics in. Um, and that's where some of the strategic AIing and breeding starts to kind of come into play. What about you, Lindsay? Do you do a lot of online shopping on Longhorn websites? <laughs> I, I do not. No, Ty, Ty runs this part of the business for us. And, you know, I would say that he pulls me in more than anything else. So, hey, come look at this. You know, I'll hear him hollering at me. Um, our offices are on opposite sides of our house. Um we both work from home. And so he'll say, what do you, what do you think of this one? Um, now, when we were setting up our website, he sent me some links and was like, hey, you know, go look at these different sites and tell me what you like and what you don't like. So that, you know, I had ideas of how I wanted our website to look. But yeah, he's the he's the brains behind our operation for sure. Well, here's a question that might be more up your alley. Um, what do you feel like is your go to social media for promoting your own Longhorn? Uh, definitely Facebook. Um, we're, we're st- I, we did not love it at first, or I did not love it at first. It's kind of clunky, um, I feel like. But now that we're kind of doing it more, um, we're kind of learning, okay, well, this is how you can do this, and this is what you can't do. And, you know, we've identified a bunch of different groups that we can share things with. So um, Facebook right now, I would say, is definitely our social media site. I think using Facebook, I was just going to kind of ride her coattails on this and say using Facebook to try to attract people back to the new website. Um, you know, that's that's one thing that we're trying to do is so making sure that we put links, you know, if we're mentioning an animal on a Facebook page or post, uh, putting a link back to that animal to the website and uh, just trying to keep that as a 
as a front, um, the links to the websites and the different animals. And you feel like that's your go-to for finding animals as well, Ty? Um, for me, finding animals is, I go through your guy, I go through the hired hand, I go through the auction, uh, you know, the upcoming auctions and look at the different animals that are up for sale. And uh, mm-hmm. that's where I spend a tremendous amount of my time is just clicking through them and browsing around. Yeah. And this past weekend, we were at a gymnastics meet for our daughter and we had a couple of hours to kill in the hotel. And so he made us, me and Kenley both lay there and watch this auction with him. And he was just, man, this is the best website ever. Like, look at this. is Like you can see all the prodigy and like just all the things he was ranting and raving about it. So I probably learned more in two hours than I have since we've been doing this, just listening to him talk and rant and rave about the auction site. Yeah, I thought it was awesome this weekend laying there in the hotel room. Just, you guys, you know, that was being live streamed. And, uh, man, I was just, I was glued to it watching. And uh, I had two specific animals picked out that I thought, man, because the, they the, all the animals were just going so cheap. And I thought, man, if these, I've got two animals. If these get down that cheap, I'm in, I'm in. And uh, so Lindsay was mad at me because I was telling her, get the credit card. I need the I got to get approved, get set up to be approved for bidding. And, and, uh, so that's, uh, and then those two animals went for a lot more money than I was going to spend. So, well, that just means you picked a good ones, right? That's exactly what I told Lindsay. I said, it makes me feel good that the two animals that I had my eye on were a couple of the highest selling animals in the, in the auction. So I said, it makes me feel like maybe, maybe I have an eye that I'm looking at the right stuff. Yeah, because the ones I liked were like went for like $350, $400. He was like, yeah, there's a reason why I'm the one that does this. <laughs> well, you just have to have a good mix in your herd, right? The the favorites that are like the the bottle calves and the the tame pets and then, you know, the ones that are for breeding, right? Yeah. yeah. So what would you say is your favorite hired hand website beside your own? I'm going to go with the with the auction, the live streaming. I love that. That is, that's awesome. I think that's the first time we've got that answer. That's a creative uh, loophole to answering that question. <laughs> yeah. I, man, if there was auctions on there on a daily basis, I, I don't know if my boss would, he'd probably get rid of me for not being available. <laughs> well, if he didn't, I probably would because I don't know if our credit card could handle it. Um, I don't know who was the website that, you know, you guys provided us a list of websites to review when we were building ours. And the one that kind of has the paper ripped look at the top was my favorite. Yeah, that's one that I've sent Angie uh, when we were kind of doing the, the page. You know, there's our family pick. And then instead of a straight line underneath our family pick, it looked kind of like a page tear. And um, I don't know what website that Lindsay saw that off of like but red, black and white. I'm not sure. I, have it. I think I think that was Stiller Longhorn. Does that sound right? Well, I can look real quick and tell you. What did you say it was? Stiller? Stiller? S-I. S-I. Yep, Yep, that's it. probably my favorite. I just I love the look of it and the color scheme that they used. Um and the font just it's so it's pretty and simple and detailed. So that was 
that was what we used for our inspiration. Although I think they have a higher version than we have. So this, this one's my favorite. So if you had to describe your own hired hand website in three words or less, what would they be? So, um, I think it's, I think it's clean. I'm very simplistic. So I like simple things. So simple, clean, Ty, what, what do you think? Simple, clean, and functional is kind of my, I was going to say pretty. So there's four for you. <laughs> All right. We'll let it slide just this one. What made you choose hired hand for your website? Uh, probably the recommendations of all the friends that we've made so far. I don't know that, um, we've met anyone that uses any other company other than hired hands. So, um, you know, we're new to this. So we just went based off that referral. And I mean, our experience has been fantastic. Mm -hmm. Are there any special considerations or decisions you felt like you had to make when developing your website or your web pages? Uh, the most biggest decision was like in the beginning, how much money do we want to put towards this? Do we want to go all out and get the big package and just have full blown fancy, uh, or, you know, stay small and let it continue to grow and just naturally, uh, move up as needed be the, probably the biggest decision for me. Is there any, you know, your site's been live for a few weeks, but you went through the whole development process with us. Is there any advice that you'd like to share related to websites or internet marketing to other fellow breeders who are maybe just getting started? Um, ask for Angie as the project manager, maybe. <laughs> She's we been... use that a lot. <laughs> She's, you know, she's been really good to respond to my emails and I hope that I'm not driving her nuts with asking questions about uh, search engine optimization and that kind of stuff. And how do you get Google searches to bring, you know, my website to the front of the line and things like that. Um, but that's, you know, I'm working in the IT industry. I guess I have a little bit more of a, a technical understanding and uh, than probably just the everyday Joe. What about you, Lindsay? Is there anything like related to social or um, anything like that that you'd have advice to share? Um, no, I think I'm a tie. I mean, I just, I like a nice clean website and Angie was really great to provide ideas. And I, you know, I tossed a few color schemes around with her and she was like, this is what I think about this. And so, you know, she gave us a few options that I wanted to see. Um, and, you know, so I think that was really helpful for me just to, that she put it all together. So I had like options to choose from and the visions that I kind of thought that I had. Um, so she far exceeded our expectations and I, I love the website and, you know, we have the simple version, like, um, you know, to, like Ty mentioned, we might upgrade that, you know, in the future as our, you know, as our herd grows, but I really like how it turned out. And I would just say that if there's anyone out there that's contemplating it, that the process, like there's a lot that goes into it, but, you know, they, you know, hold your hand throughout the whole way and, um, you know, we're available for questions. And so we're just really pleased. 
Well, thank you guys. It was really nice to get to know you a little bit better and get your point of view on on the website and internet marketing. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to share before we go today? Other than just thank you guys. It's been a fun experience. Um, and uh, just excited to see for us where the where the website helps us move forward and appreciation for all that you guys have done for us. Yeah. Thank you for having us on your podcast. Of course. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it.